Welcome, my friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy, with us as well on this beautiful day. Hey, Kevin. It's good to see you, Bill. Hey. You look like you're in a good mood for uh, the first time uh, in a while. You know, it, it, it's a really still day here in Colorado, and there's been snow on the ground, mm-hmm. and it's crisp, and it's it's cold, mm-hmm. um, and and it's there's a peacefulness about that, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a there's a solitude and a sadness about it at the same time. And then I come here, and I uh-huh. get down here in the bunker, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm kind of just despondent. I'll tell you the truth. Okay. And then I hear mm-hmm. the the giggling and uh-huh. the laughter yeah. of your grandchildren. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside the door here yep. in the bunker, mm-hmm. and it lightens my heart. I hear you. It lightens my heart too. <laughs> yeah. God is good yes. all the time. You just have to see, you know, that behind a sm- frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. And yeah. He is giving us little bits of encouragement along the way. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, it was a two-hour drive up from Canyon City oh boy. where I teach at, uh-huh. at, the, at the Abbey, right? our Abbey program, our bridge year program for students who are wanting to get grounded in their faith before they hit college or their career path. And it's, a, it's, a, it's across the plains, and it's, it's rough, there's a lot of solitude about it, and and I was just getting just kind of in a bad mood. Well, one and of then the things, I hear the giggling of your granddaughter. One, 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 and I was, I, it uh, just, yeah. the joy just returned. Amen. Amen. Okay. And I, you know, I, I get it, Bill. I mean, you ran for office this year in the state of Colorado, didn't do that well. Nope. Douglas County, one of the most conservative counties in this state, went to the governor. Yeah. Sadly. And that's where you live. It is. So, and, and the governor is probably the worst in America. I would say he is. He's up there, top three. Yep. And yet, you know, the most conservative counties are going for him. So, tough time in the state of Colorado. Uh, Colorado goes bad on guns. It goes bad on abortion. It goes bad on freedom. It goes bad on almost every issue you can imagine. Liberty is under attack. Yes, it is. Uh, Now, one of the things we want to do with this program is to address what we believe to be the substantial issues. And so much of the demonic strategy is to divert us, diversions, right? You know what it is when a smoke bomb goes off in the post office. The bank's being robbed. That's right, and you go to the bank. But uh, so much of news is diversion, diverting us from what we really need to know. And that's why it was really interesting, as I did the Worldview in five minutes for my Tuesday broadcast, that uh, a million people showed up to watch the uh, $250 million Disney blockbuster on uh, watching, you know, homosexuality in a, you know, kid movie. Uh, but only a million people showed up for that. And it was sort of a bomb. Five million showed up for the top rated Black Panther. The uh, media forgot to mention another film, though, and that was Died Suddenly. Got eight million downloads. But uh, I, I didn't see that in my Google searches. No, you didn't. No. It's interesting that they didn't cover that, you know, eight million people are out downloading the movie Died Suddenly. Which, that to which me doesn't seem like a holiday movie to me. Not exactly. No. No, not exactly the Thanksgiving movie that most people would want to watch, but but they did. And I think the reason is because people are concerned. They have friends who've died suddenly. They've got athletic folks in their local county that just dropped on the football gridiron. That kind of thing has happened so much recently that people are simply asking the question, what's going on? Yeah. And I think those are questions that need to be asked. Now, you know, how many people are dying in America? That was the question I had. Now, we watched the movie Died Suddenly. We're one of the 8 million that uh, downloaded the movie. It's free. 
So it's available some here and there. Again, I don't think YouTube's got it, but uh, there's a few outlets that'll that'll give it to you. It's eight million downloads so far for "Died Suddenly," and uh, but uh, the question for me was: so much of the movie was anecdotal in the sense that they don't have the numbers. They don't really have the numbers. Nobody's got the numbers. But I thought, well, you know, I don't trust the CDC anymore. Really. I As just it, don't. When did you trust them? Well, I, I, I uh, did actually for years. Seventy four. No, I, I trusted the CDC up until roughly 2020. And after that, it's so hard to trust the numbers. And I know people are probably, you know, asking the question, do we have the numbers? Does the worldview in five minutes cover the numbers? How many people died in 2021? That's the question. How many people died in 2020? That We still don't know that. But I thought to myself, life insurance companies would probably tell the truth on their annual financial statements. They'd have to. Because if they didn't, they'd probably get sued. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you go to jail for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if you fudge the numbers as a member of the CDC or Fauci's group. You're, you're part of the government. You're probably not going to you're jail. not going to jail. Not going to jail. But if you fudge the numbers with uh, New York Life, you probably are going to go to jail. Because you get stockholders. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's accountability. That's, that was my theory. So as a news reporter for the Worldview in Five Minutes, we're as careful as we can be. Now we make mistakes from time to time. But uh, we want the truth. You know, we're, we're pushing for the truth. So guess what I did? Financial disclosures for New York Life. I did the research for it. Now, it turns out that there's a couple other folks who've done research. Lincoln National Life Insurance Company paid out $1.4 billion in 2021, up from $548 billion million in 2020. So... Uh, what is that? About a 1.2 increase yeah. in that's a 120% increase in just one year. I mean, that that's phenomenal. That kind of an increase in death rate would be outrageous for the United States. It so been, it must've been some kind of catastrophe or well, or yeah, something terrible disaster. must've happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it must've been a world war or something that yeah. swept through America yeah. for that kind of increase. So, so there was that one America insurance, but that's only about the fifth largest insurance company in America. One America insurance, also a little bit smaller, uh, reported a 40% increase in deaths among young people ages 18 to 64, the largest increase in the history of insurance. And uh, we quoted a Scott Davidson, who's CEO of One America Insurance, and uh, on the Worldview in Five Minutes, and he, he said this is a one-in-200-year kind of incident. This is something that rarely happens in the business of life insurance. And the reason why life insurance people are concerned about this is because they have to pay out. Right. It, it, it affects their bottom line. It does. It does. So he says you got a 40% increase. And uh, Lincoln National Life Insurance paid out $1.4 billion, up from $548 million in 2020. So 2021 was a big death year. But we're not seeing that in the CDC numbers. Now, so now is this, so we're, is this, we're like, what's going on here? Is this COVID-related? Well, let's, let's look at the largest life insurance company in America. So I did a Google search. Okay. And the largest life insurance company in America is New York Life. And so I went to New York Life's numbers, and again, friends, what I found was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Okay, if you go from 2019 to 2020, you get, well, let's go back to 2018. From 2018 to 2019, you get a 2.5% increase in uh, insurance payouts. Okay, it's 2.5% from 2018 to 2019. Okay, that's like your average, ordinary kind of increase that you might find. Is it? Occasional increase in business, et cetera, you might find with a company. All right. So you've got an increase of 2.5% from 2018 to 2019. Now, from 2019 to 2020, we get an 8.5% increase. Now, I get that. I get that. 
Okay, 2020 resulted in a number of deaths. Was that the height of the COVID? It was the height of the COVID year, right? Okay. I mean, all the way from roughly March to December. That's when people were dying. And they would die within about, what, two two weeks or three weeks of getting it. So, uh, you know, you, you had a big COVID year and a big COVID year prior to the vaccine. And you've got 8.5% death rate or increase in the death rate or the death beneficiary numbers for New York life. But from 2020 to 2021, we're up to 37% increase. Now, I thought that was the year we fixed COVID. Uh, I thought that was the year the vaccine came out. Wow. So that to me is interesting. I just find that really interesting uh, that you get a 37%. Now, now that that verifies some of the other numbers. So, you know, the, the, the fellow from... Uh, one American insurance said it was about 40%. Uh, apparently, Lincoln National Life Insurance, which is not the largest, I think it's the fifth largest in America, they paid out $1.4 billion in 2021, up from $548 million in 2020. But uh, but it uh, turns out that uh, that New York Life paid out $15.5 billion. They're the largest. They paid out $15.5 billion, up from $11.4 billion in 2020. That's a 37%, 38% increase in just a single year. And as the fellow said, he said, you get about a 35, 40% increase. That's a one in 200 year incident. That's a, that's a plus four Sigma kind of event. And that rarely, rarely happens in the history of insurance or the history of a country. So what's going on here? I mean, is, is anybody else asking the question or am I the only one asking the question? I mean, why are people dying? I, I think, you know, died suddenly might be a video you might want to watch. Uh, I'm not saying that they've got the story. They're linking it to the COVID shot. But I do think it's interesting that you get such increases in 2021 for insurance payouts. Do you find that interesting yourself? I, I do. I, I think that it does need to be investigated. Are there other factors involved? It Can it be linked to the COVID vaccine shot? And what then is the response that we should have to this? How do we correct this if it is a direct link to Something like a vaccine. No, you know, I'm not a conspiratorial list. Uh, you know, I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm. Oh, yes, you are. You know that that the, the God of this world is is well to that extent. It. To that extent, yes, yes. we wrestle yeah. not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. principalities and powers do come together, and they set themselves against the Lord and His anointed. So I get that. But I'm just saying, I'm just not taking every other conspiratorial video or film or documentary and and saying, well, yeah, they've got it. Right. And and there are a number of anecdotal, you know, stories coming in this documentary, meaning that they don't have a sample size of all of the mortuaries in America or, you know, 150 mortuaries in America. And they're contrasting the number of blood clots they're finding in the various cadavers uh, from one year to the next. So we're not we're not getting a, an apples to apples comparison, but we are getting a number of of stories, anecdotal stories from those who are morticians and they are pretty familiar with people who come in, you know, they have to investigate something of the, uh, the, the body or they have to look at the body and they're finding these blood clots, but they're not really blood clots. And that, that's what's interesting about this. Now, it'd be nice to do a sample size, the prevalence of these strange clots, but somebody put these blood clots under a 5,000 power m- microscope and published pictures and beyond any doubt these things are not typical blood clots sort of elastic protein structures they say circulate in the blood line and uh, it builds up over time 
and is clearly constructed by the body cells. At least that's what this one website gives us, So the one that looks at these weird blood clots over a 5,000-power microscope. And he says the ribosomes in the cells instruct the body what proteins to construct. These ribosomes are hijacked by the mRNA gene therapy injections, which overwrite new instructions to the cells, causing them to manufacture something other than human that shows up in these veins and arteries. And they pull these things out. They're elastic and some of them are two, three, four feet long. It's really? very strange, yes. Very, very odd. And yet, you know, so far, outside of some amateur folks, I don't see that there's been much interest on the part of doctors, scientists, anybody else to analyze what is going on here. Can somebody please answer the question? What's up with this 40% increase in life insurance payouts and uh, no on the part interest. of the largest insurance companies in America. What's going on? Is I did a Google search for that story. I thought, well, I just discovered it. I'm just some guy. Looks at the, the data that's easily available online. Anybody can do it. Any journalist can do it. Any scientist can do it. Anybody who has a remote interest in whether people are living or dying in America. Any politician can do it. I'm just some guy who, who looks it up on the internet, Bill, and does the math and finds there's a 38% increase on New York Life payouts. In 2021, that to me is interesting. And I'm just asking the question, why are these people dying? And why is there very little interest in researching why exactly. they're dying? Exactly. Is there something wrong with me? Am I turning into a conspiratorialist? What is this tinfoil hat doing on my head? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why are we here in a bunker? Why are we here in this bunker? <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Be back with more in just a moment on the Generations broadcast. Stay with us. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son. Can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. And we are back on the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Bill Jack as well from Worldview Academy. Bill, before we came on air, you said, be careful. This is controversial. Yeah. You're stepping into something here. You're That's stepping right. into something. Because but it, I'm just asking questions. Isn't it okay to ask these questions? It is and it isn't. Well, what, what's, and, what's the deal? In today's atmosphere, to ask questions automatically paints you as being conspiratorial. Uh-huh. Okay, or, so I bring this up in a local church congregation. What oh, happens? Oh, oh. You 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 uh you've just split the church quicker than the okay. color of carpet <laughs> okay. decision. Okay. Okay. All Choosing right. the color of carpet is is going to be secondary to this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. There there are going to be people who are going to be diving out windows. There are going to be people who are going to be clinging to pews and mm-hmm. uh, I mean it's it's going to be rough because there are those who have taken the vaccine. Pretty strong opinions on the vaccine too. And they have strong opinions about mm-hmm. it. There are those who have chosen not to take it. And they have very strong opinions. And so 
if you bring it up, you're picking the scab. You know what we've said from the beginning, though? We've just said, can everybody just please be humble? And can we get some scientists in here that do not express the typical scientific hubris of the day in which they say, you know, we got a, 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 we've tested out the, the shot for uh, two weeks and it turns out nobody died. Well, four people. Well, we're not, we, we can't remember how many people died. Can we just at least say that the typical vaccine would be tested over a period of 15 years before we let loose on hundreds of millions of people. Can we at least have the humility for the scientific community to step back and say, you know what, we really haven't tested this, but we think it could work. But that's not what Fauci was saying. That's not what Tim Keller was telling us. That's not what uh, Joe Biden was saying. And, and, uh, you see what I'm saying? I mean, they, 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 they were like, this, this is works. This is great. This is the solution. This was, is big government and big pharma coming together to fix all your problems for you. And and then you get, you know, big church people like Tim Keller going, amen, brother. Amen. Yeah, they were adamant about it. There was very little, as you pointed out, humility. And there may have been mistakes made on and, and, policies. And, and we were saying from the beginning, it's okay to be a guinea pig. And you're a brave person for it, but it's voluntary. Yeah, it's not. You know, if you want to step coercive. up and say, "Hey, put the weird stuff into me. Let's see what happens." Okay, but but when you shame others in the church for not doing it, and, and when you have government policy enforcing it that you know you can't go shopping unless you've got the shot, you can't go into these restaurants, and you certainly cannot leave the country or return to the country without a vaccine. You start getting to that level, and that's where we went as a nation. Yes, You're violating Christian liberty. It's a Romans 14 issue. Yep. I agree. And so what, what we need is we need to have accountability. We need to have a reckoning, if you will, on some of these policies that were instituted that have been shown to be uh, not useful. They haven't benefited anybody. And there needs to be an accountability by those who did institute these policies, be it masking or vaccines, whatever they were, closing particular institutions. And then we can, because we as Americans are very forgiving people, then we can forgive. But just but at this point, nobody's going to admit to it, Bill. No. Nobody's going to admit to it. So here's there the, cannot be forgiveness. Here's, here's the American Liberty Report. Just came, came out this last week. I'm sure not to be found on Google. You might find it on DuckDuckGo. By the way, I went back to DuckDuckGo, and I've been on DuckDuckGo for about a week. And you're getting more on DuckDuckGo than you would get on Google. But not enough. Google does a fair amount of sifting. Yeah. And you know what? You're not going to get very much in Google these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a large percentage. My my son has turned away from Google. He's, I think, 100% DuckDuckGo. I am now 100% DuckDuckGo as of about a week ago. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with Google anymore. It's just a waste of time. The American Liberty Report came out with this. Court has ordered the CDC to release data showing 18 million vaccine injuries in America. Okay, so this is the story. This is CDC data. So... You know, you're going over to the other side. Court has forced them to cough up the data. They did. More than 18 million people were injured so badly by the first COVID shot from Pfizer and Moderna that they had to go to the hospital. That, according to CDC's own internal data, instead of alerting the public to the incredible dangers of these shots and completely shutting down Joe Biden's mass vaccine mandates, the CDC covered up the info until it was forced to release. Everyone in a position of authority at the CDC should be fired for this. That's what the article says. Wow. The CDC started a vaccine monitoring program back at the very beginning of the COVID shot rollout in December of 2020. So that's when it started. You might remember it. The program was called V-Safe. 
People were asked to install the vSafe app on their smartphones and then self-report that any negative effects from the experimental mRNA shots, which were released to the public under an emergency use authorization for the FDA. A lot of people were eager to help because world governments had scared many folks very badly over the virus. So, you know, everybody got the virus, right? Uh, 10 million people download the vSafe on their smartphones. That's a pretty good sample size. That's not everybody got the shot, but that's a good sample size. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm an engineer by trade. I'm a scientist by trade. And, Bill, I like sample sizes that big. You know how rare you rare you get a sample size of 10 million? Yeah. Wow, 10 million people. The CDC tracked data in the VSA program for the first 18 months of the vaccine's public availability up through July of this year. Then, strangely, the CDC never published any data from VSAFE. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Well, that's been the CDC's position for the entire time. The first sentence on the website, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. The vaccines are safe and they cannot hurt you. Well, of the 10 million people, you ready for this? Of the 10 million people who participate in V-Safe, you ready for this? Of the 10 million people who participate in V-Safe, guys, okay? Massive sample size. Everybody ready for this? 3.3 million reported adverse health impacts. What is That's 33%, man. I just did the math. Yeah, that's 33%. Pretty, that's pretty high. Right? Of the 3.3 million people, 1.2 million reported that they were unable to perform their normal activities for a time. 1.3 million reported getting so sick from the shots they had to miss school or work. And 800,000 reported being hospitalized by the COVID vaccination. That last figure is the most worrisome. 800,000 hospitalizations out of 10 million people. That's an 8% hospitalization rate. 8%. It means that as many as 18 million of the 230 million people who received at least one shot may have been hospitalized with an adverse reaction. And how, what that's, was that's the, 18 what, million Americans hospitalized yeah. because of the vaccine? What was the what was the death rate for COVID? Well, let's talk about the hospitalization rate. Yeah, let's compare it. A study published in June of 2021 by the National Institute of Health, where Tony Fauci works, found that hospitalization rate for COVID-19 for the total population was 2.1%. If you're under the age of 40, the hospitalization rate of COVID-19 was just 0.4%. So for the shots, the hospitalization rate was 8%. That's higher than the disease itself. Yeah. Okay, so there it is. Okay, that's why the CDC didn't want to release the data. That's exactly. it, my friends. So you are four times as likely to be hospitalized by the vaccines than by COVID itself. And if you are under the age of 40, Okay, now listen carefully. If you're under the age of 40, you are 20 times as likely to be hospitalized by the shots as you are that, uh, to be hospitalized because of COVID. Nothing to see here. Uh, nothing to see here. Let's just move on. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> somebody, somebody just change the subject real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in let's, other news. <laughs> let's, let's go talk about the color of the carpet in, in, in the church. In other news. Yeah. Well, what do we want here? It seems to me the silence is deafening. The first thing we want is the worldview in five minutes. I, I mean, I'm just saying, friends, you're not going to get much out of Fox News. No. I, I, you're just not going to get much out of it. Fox News was like nothing on on any of this. And, and so, so was CNN. Up, so they, so they, was anybody else. Yeah, they tried They're to not going it. to discuss the death rate. They don't care about the death rate. They're not talking about the death rate. The silence is deafening. Now, I think it would be nice to have an apology, but you know what COVID was all about. COVID was about statism. Yes. COVID was about totalitarianism. You want a, de- a police state, you got one. And have, when was the last time you had a police state apologize? Yeah, exactly. When, when was the last time a dictator said, yeah. oh, my bad? Adolf Hitler. 
Oh. No. 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 Pol Pot. No. Pol Pot. No. 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 Nope. Uh, so you want a police state? You got one, friends. That's that's what happened in 2020. You got the police state. That's what they wanted. You want to control the masses by police orders and put whatever you want into their bodies? You got it. They shut down the churches. They blocked the roads. They checked your ID. They virtually enforced the shot everywhere. Totalitarianism got a major boost in America and in the entire world, especially the Western world, in just the last two years. And they're headed for the next opportunity to further enslave the sheeple. That's where we're headed. The spirit of Patrick Henry, now somewhat let loose across communist China. I want to end on this. The first protests, major protests in China right now are happening post the Tiananmen Square massacre of 1989. And you know what they're speaking out against? The zero COVID policies. Yes. The shutdown policies. That's what they're going for, my friends. The world is right there on a turning point at this stage. You feel the stresses in Iran and China. These protesters are pushing back against the authoritarianism, the totalitarianism of Islam and communism. Not so much here in America. Either way, there was a trucker thing. I think there were about 60 truckers that showed up for that one. Yeah, and there was that in in Canada, wasn't it? The Canadian trucker protest. Yeah, I think Alex Jones covered it. Mm. That, yeah. was yeah. <laughs> that was about That's right. it. That's right. I'm not here to promote Alex Jones, but I'm no. just simply saying it just didn't get around. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. But you feel that the stresses in Iran and China are happening. The spirit of Patrick Henry, you know what they're shouting on the streets in China right now? Give me liberty or give me death. You know where that comes from? Patrick yeah. Henry. Patrick Henry. One of the most phenomenal stories in all of human history. You got to read about it in the story of freedom. If there's still a little bit of that love for freedom, for love for liberty, the liberty that Jesus gives to us running in your veins, then friends, you got to read the story to your kids about Patrick Henry, one of my favorite characters in all of history. And yet there's hardly anything of a desire and appreciation for liberty from big government today. I remember campaigning for governor of the state of Colorado in 1994, Bill, and I'd run around with these charts saying, you know, governments were taking 6% of our GNI back, you know, 60 years ago. Now they're taking upwards of 48%. They're, they're just about turning America into a totalitarian state. Uh, and then I'd stand up and do the Samuel Adams thing. If you love wealth more than liberty, the tranquility of servitude, better than the animating contest of freedom, depart from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. May your chains rest lightly upon you and may posterity forget that you are a countryman. And people would just give me that blank stare and they had no clue. Not a clue, not a clue, not a clue, Uh, because they just love the chains that bind them. That's America. America loves tyranny, just loves it, just eats it right up. The spirit of Patrick Henry is dead here, but it's coming alive in communist China now. And perhaps in Iran as well. Didn't survive in Brazil this year, sadly. But true liberty can only grow out of Christ, out of a Christianity, a Christian faith. It it, it can only come from a moral population. John Adams, he wrote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. His cousin, Samuel Adams, agreed with that. He said, While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. And that's our problem. We're not virtuous. We're not virtuous, and so we are subdued. Samuel Adams also wrote, Religion and good morals are the only solid foundation for public liberty and happiness. 
and then he feared a general dissolution of principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. But when once they lose their virtue, then will they be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. And without the Great Awakening, which, by the way, heavily influenced Samuel Adams. Yeah. You know, his sister took notes of George Whitfield's sermons, came home, shared them with Samuel when he was a little boy. And that was why America gained independence. That's why the Bill of Rights. That's why we have some modicum of liberty. There are very, very few people who plant the seeds for the trees of liberty, but there's so many that enjoy the fruits thereof. And we have for all these years, but almost nobody will plant the seeds of liberty. But the great news is the Great Awakening really happening, really happened in America, and it influenced an entire generation, which produced our independence in the 1770s. But without a Great Awakening today, without Samuel Davies today, without Samuel Adams today, without a George Whitfield, without decent revivals that have some lasting force, I'm not talking about carpet-biting laughing revivals here, talking about decent revivals have a lasting influence upon people's lives, true faith, true obedience to God, true transformation of life that comes from the miraculous work of the gospel preaching messages across this country. If we don't get that bill, we have no liberty. We won't get it. In fact, James Madison wrote that our Constitution requires, quote, sufficient virtue among men for self-government. Otherwise, he noted, quote, nothing less than the chains of despotism can restrain them from destroying and devouring one another. Well, wow. if that hasn't happened in this country in just the last 60 years, man, I don't I can't think of a better explanation for it. Governments realize that they need abortion. You realize that, Bill? Yeah. They need to encourage perverse sexuality in every school across America. You know why? Because these governments, these these tyrants, these dictators, these big government Republicans and Democrats, they know they've got to get abortion into America. They've got to get perverse sexuality in America. It's the only way tyranny can survive. It's the only way in which they can build a strong and powerful, tyrannical, tyrannical and totalitarian government. Yep. They, they, they've got to have more divorce. They've got to have more broken families, more perverse sexuality and more abortion. Instead of punishing those sorts of crimes, they encourage them yeah. and they encourage them because they want to subjugate the peoples. OK, but praise God, there may be something happening in Iran and China. Burgeoning Christian populations there. There may be some hope in Iran. There may be some hope in China. we got to wrap things up, my friends. I'd encourage you to my book, The Story of Freedom, to better understand the history of freedom, the rise and fall of freedom in the Western world. Will we salvage freedom anywhere in the world in the next generation? Or will we lead our children in prison camps and gulags? I guess that just depends on whether there's a revival, whether there's an awakening, whether or not there is a love for freedom and liberty that runs in the bloodstreams of every single person listening to this program right now. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.